Ads have had a bad name in the blogging world and rightly so. For a long time, they underpaid massively and really even some half-assed monetization method with affiliates or funnels would massively beat selling ads on your website. Things are changing though. And in today's podcast, we're talking about it. Let's get started. Welcome to the Authority Hacker Podcast, the place to learn field-tested, no BS tactics to growth hack your online business, and finally, live life on your own terms. Now, your host, Gael and Mark. Hey everyone, welcome back to the podcast. Today, we are going to be talking about blog advertising, which is a topic that's both extremely popular and extremely outdated in most cases as well. Like, what do you think about blog ads, Mark? Like, what's your feeling? I guess it's more positive or negative, or like, how do you feel about it? Pretty negative, to be honest. My general kind of how I categorize them is it only really works if you have a crap load of traffic because of the low amount of money you get from it and it's the worst thing to do basically you could do affiliates you could do create your own products these things as well so i think you can do all these things and i think all these things are better indeed but what is really appealing for me in terms of advertising is how passive it is right all you have to do is just get eyeballs on your website and you don't even have to people get people to trust you right so we'll talk a little bit more about that but I think that when people think about ads, they think about AdSense, right? It's like AdSense is Google's ad network, and it used to be pretty much the only mainstream way through which many people could make money with ads. Like, you know, big enterprise-level companies would have, like, custom deals and so on and use these really quite refined but really enterprise type services. And then on the other end, you'd have AdSense that would pay, like, two to four bucks per thousand visitors, it was just crappy. It was just like not worth it. Even if it was like, you know, a thousand visitors, like, I mean, even with a hundred thousand visitors, you'd make 500 bucks a month. It's just like, it doesn't matter. It didn't matter that much. You couldn't make a living from this. And it's funny because a lot of uh, YouTubers, like people who like mostly make money from ads on YouTube are basically living on that. They make a bit more because like video ads make a bit more, but they don't make a lot of money really. Yeah, I mean, so so many YouTubers these days have kind of, I think, cottoned on to the idea that just because they have 100K or a million subs, something they're not going to become rich from that. And they're branching out into Patreons, obviously huge these days, and them creating their own, what's her? Merch, like T-shirts and stuff, like T-shirts exactly. on the channel, yep. like all that stuff. It's it's quite, and also just getting sponsored in video. So, you know, like, oh, this video is sponsored by NordVPN or by Squarespace or by like yeah, whatever. Yeah, Audible, yeah. <laughs> exactly. So that's how they eventually monetize, just because AdSense just, just is crap at paying people. But the thing is for websites, so there's these new, I mean, they're not that new, but they're newer, definitely networks that are, you know, what I would call like meta networks. So they're basically creating platform for bloggers where they do everything for you, right? You just put their code on your website and they'll figure out like ad layout. They figure they also negotiate with like hundreds of networks and try to maximize the value of your page views and so on. And, and really what's happening is these networks are getting much, much higher revenue per thousand visitors which i think is going to be the benchmarks throughout this whole podcast than something like adsense for example and so it changes the perspective a lot especially in a world where other monetization methods are dipping a bit and we'll talk a little bit about that in terms of affiliate marketing in terms of funnels etc whereas ad costs 
are something that's increasing always. Like, you know, it's like our, our Facebook ads this year goes probably like 15 to 20% more than last year for the exact same amount of traffic. And so despite the fact that, you know, the ad network, so like if you're putting like Google ads on your site, Google's going to take a good chunk of that increase. You still paid for it, you know? The reason for that is is because more and more people simply want to advertise, right? Exactly. Because it's profitable. <laughs> um, so people make money, so they compete with each other to buy advertising space. And so advertising space is more scarce. And as a result, like people who sell advertising space get paid more. That is quite interesting. And these networks end up getting quite good uh, revenue per thousand visitors. I mean, like I was checking, uh, we use AdDrive and we're around per thousand visitors. Per thousand session, we have around a little bit under $15. It's a pretty good payout compared to like the two, three bucks you used to get from AdSense. It's like a huge, huge increase, right? And you'd be like, oh, 15 bucks. Like I make way more with Amazon affiliate, et cetera. I'm like, okay, sure. There's reasons why ads are compelling in their own way. So we're going to walk into that. But first, like I want to talk about monetization. Shannon, I mentioned it a little bit. Like basically, if you want to make the most money from your traffic, you should be selling products. Whether you have an e-commerce or like a funnel, etc. This is going to make you a lot of money, but people need to trust you enough to swipe their credit cards on your site. So you need to have a pretty good site. You need to really know your niche. You need to all of that. Otherwise, your conversion rate is going to be crap and it's just not going to work very well. And most importantly, it's a shit ton of work, right? Like creating sales pages, managing payouts, managing tax, managing accounting, delivering products, customer service. Like you're talking a lot of resources being put into delivering that and costs. Not to mention the time and energy to create the product in the first place. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, eventually you're going to be landing on this other side where you're buying ads. We do that. Uh, where you buy and ads costs actually cost money and ads costs increase all the time. So you better get better because otherwise your margins are going to be the ones that essentially pay for the increasing costs. So like, yeah, you want to make the most money, do that. But it's also the most difficult to execute. Then after that, you have affiliate. So affiliate, it's kind of like the in-between between ads and, and product. It's kind of like the perfect formula. You get paid per, per sale, essentially. But still, you need a, a decent degree, not of trust, but you need the right people on your website, right? You can't just rank for any keyword on Google and sell affiliate products. Like, I can't rank for... I don't know, like recipe. I mean, you can rank for recipes and sell affiliate products, but you're not going to make a lot of money. Like if you want to make good money with affiliates and you're doing SEO, you need to rank for, you know, best type queries or like this, like X versus Y, that kind of like queries where people are like searching for these products. So the amount of queries and the amount of search volume that exists for affiliates is limited. It's great because you get paid quite well, depending on the markets. It's very, it varies massively. And at the same time, you don't have to support customers. You don't have to deliver any product or anything. So uh, that has always historically been our favorite way of monetizing. And a lot of beginners start with Amazon affiliate, and we'll go back to Amazon specifically uh, a little bit. So, and then you have ads. So ads, yeah, okay, it's the lowest paying, but you can apply advertising to pretty much any web page on the internet. People just, especially with the rise of things like retargeting, like you don't even need the page to be about a specific keyword to make quite good money with advertising because we're all part of like hundreds of retargeting sequences at this point. And that means that people are competing for all ad impressions regardless of the topic of the page. And so you can rank for like really easy keyword, really like non-monetizable keywords in other ways and monetize with ads and, and get paid these basically 15 bucks per thousand sessions. 
So yes, ads are the lowest paying form monetization, but they also come with pretty much zero strings attached. All you need to do is get eyeballs onto your website. If ads were this bad, then I guess Google and Facebook are really bad companies. You know, I wish I built a company like that because they're both monetized with ads. So that's the thing. It's like, it takes less work, but you get paid less. Now what you got to, what I like to do is I like to compare what I call low-end affiliates with ad revenue, basically. So if you look at, you know, the average Amazon affiliate, someone that uses Amazon, I would say for best text for white type content or any kind of like affiliate article, the revenue per thousand visitors is, or, you know, I'm going to give big averages here. If you're quite a bit outside of that, it's like it's averages I've seen. It's between 40 and 65, $70 per thousand visitors, which is quite a bit. Remember I said 15 formats. So it's like, it's still quite a lot. But the problem is that to get these revenue per thousand visitors, you need to rank for these specific queries that are uh, product-oriented. And guess who else is on these queries? Like every other Amazon affiliate. So you're essentially competing against an increasing number of people that are promoting these affiliate programs. And when you pick like high-paying affiliate programs, it becomes even more competitive, obviously. They pay a lot more. I think the site we sold, we had some pages that were like $400 per thousand visitors or something. So quite a bit more money. But you're really facing direct competition that's trying very, very hard to outrank you, really, you know, negative SEOU and do all this stuff. So because these keywords are essentially more competitive than average as time passes, then the competition of the keywords that you can monetize with ads comparatively is a lot lower. Uh, you can always find like keywords with thousands of queries that are like keyword difficulty zero, etc. And getting traffic to ad monetized article is just for me, like I benchmarked it at like two, as like two to three times easier. So like the effort I spend getting a thousand visits to an FA article, if I put the same effort into like a non-FA article that is just monetized with ads, I can probably get like two to three thousand visits, right? And so if you compare that, essentially that means that you multiply the revenue of advertising by two or three. And again, these are very, very rough, like almost hypothetical number. It's very hard to compare these It's also just like the, the sheer number of people looking for free information online is just so much infinitely higher than those looking with any kind of commercial intent. So the range of areas you can go into with that is, is pretty big. There's way, way more keywords, right? There's so many more keywords versus people trying to like buy a specific product. So you look at that and then you look at lower and affiliate programs like Amazon that in the last two years, I think, has updated the commissions to like lower them a bit. It hasn't broken the business model. It's still a good business model. But then you look at that and then you look on the other and ad, ad costs increasing and therefore publishers' income increasing as well. Like uh, I was checking our ad tribe over time and yeah, the revenue per thousand sessions is increasing over time. And so you kind of like look at both of these trends and you're like, ah, interesting. It's something that it's a reflection I think a lot of people wanted to have. It's like, that was kind of like the base of this podcast, but there's, there's a bit more to that. Another thing I wanted to say is like uh, one thing that we have tested and that following what we have tested, a lot of H Pro members have tested, adding these ads to pretty much every page, including uh, Amazon review pages, right? And so the assumption when we did that was that the revenue from Amazon would decrease because ads would distract people from clicking on the Amazon stuff, right? 
And I have yet to find people that have lost more revenue by putting ads on these pages than people have, that have made more money. And we're talking like some people with really big sites that have done both and ended up making more money by triggering something like AdThrive or Mediavine on their even review pages. And in most cases, people didn't lose anything. So actually, these things can coexist together so that you can make more money. Another thing that I think people kind of forget is like, I mean, the way we build links for us is, you know, we build these skyscraper pieces, you know, these pieces that are like made for links. And the main goal is to acquire links to your site. But once you're done with your outreach, they're kind of like sitting here. And very often, these pieces end up ranking for whatever keyword they were targeting just because we've pushed a lot of outreach to it and they're overall quite good because we wanted people to link to it. And once you're done with these outreach campaigns, these pieces are just sitting here unmonetized very often. You're just using them for internal linking. Well, advertising is a great way to actually make money from these pieces over time. And I know for a fact we have articles that we paid 35 bucks that have made like five figures in ads, in ad revenue following that model. So it's, it's something that actually can eventually even just pay off all your skyscraper effort altogether. So I think that... I'm not telling people like drop Amazon and do ads. I'm saying run both models together, basically. I think this works quite well together and this has worked for pretty much everyone we've seen and worked with for their sites, basically. So would you put that on the site with funnels? No, maybe not. Like you, I would not turn on ads on, say, Atari Hacker because we have sales funnels and it makes, like it would hurt the branding. And I think there is some downsides to the ads, right? I think it, it, it decreases the user experience. It can affect your site speed as well. Although networks like Mediavine do have like site speed optimization systems now that are like better than it used to be. How do ad blockers come into this? So it's funny. So ad blockers, they've been growing, right? Except Chrome is killing all ad blockers right now. The latest, the, the beta version of Chrome, the version that is in beta now in um, Canary, I think, or in Chrome beta, whichever version it's at now, is actually killing all popular ad blockers. And so it's, Google is actually like starting to prevent this from happening. And so as long as Chrome is the most used browser and Google makes money from ads, you can expect that ads will still be a viable business model because otherwise Google loses from it and they're providing the browser to you. So I don't know why they would let themselves lose, you know. You can Google it. Like it's literally being, uh, yeah, like all the popular ad blockers are going to stop working in most cases in like uh, the next version of Chrome. I imagine they still say around in Firefox and stuff though, right? Yeah. Uh, I mean, Firefox is the only leftover browser that is not Chromium-based. So even Edge on Windows 10 is actually switching to Chrome, to the Chrome engine. And I mean, it's not exactly sure whether ad blockers will work on it or not. They're kind of like still like back and forth with Microsoft on like what Chrome allows Microsoft to do basically. But like, yeah, Firefox would be the last one left over. And the market is not nearly, especially for like B2C, it's not that, that high. Unless you're like in the gaming market or something, the market is just, it, it's still quite small. I wouldn't worry too much about it. Yeah, I mean, that was the main point of this podcast. I wanted to kind of keep going, talking about a few networks here and there, because I mentioned a few, but we didn't really like break them down. And we have a full blog post coming up on this topic, by the way, really soon. 
that's written by now. But I worked with him on it. So I mentioned AdSense. AdSense, basically, it's crap. Don't sign up for it. The only time when you will need to sign up for it is when one of these meta ad networks wants to connect to your AdSense account to like serve AdSense as, as like a backup or something. You might need an account for that. Otherwise, don't bother. Um, Media.net, we have used that as well. So that was basically Bing Ads for some time, but it was sold a while ago. And it used to be a good combo with AdSense together to raise your RPM, but they don't pay very much, right? Like, uh, like we have a site that still runs it and it only makes like three bucks per thousand visits or something. Then the next one is like Ezoic. Ezoic is like 10,000 visits minimum per month. Revenue per thousand visitors from our experiences, $6 to $15. So it's not as good as Mediavine and AdStrive. But they're also less difficult than the super premium network that pay more. So let's say you have a lot of duplicate content on your site, for example. Then a network like Ezoic is probably going to let you sign up and still pay a lot more than like AdSense. Whereas Mediavine and AdStrive will not. And so it's something to take into account if you run like non-unique content type websites. And then the last two is like Mediavine and AdStrive. They're kind of like similar. Uh, Mediavine requires 25,000 visitors per month minimum. AdStrive requires 100,000 visitors per month minimum. The RPMs are fairly similar. From what I've, like we use AdStrive, but I've heard even better things from Mediavine than from AdStrive. So I'd be curious to actually test. I know we have a bunch of HPro members that have tested, so I'm sure they'll post on the group after this is done. We might put that in a blog post. But both are really good, basically. These are the two best networks for you know people that run small businesses these days. Yeah, basically, you just need to sign up for one or the other, and then they just make you install a WordPress plugin and do kind of like a setup phase, and you have nothing to do. They just give you a dashboard, and you just see your money rolling in. You have an option to cut ads on whatever page you want, if you want, which is quite nice if you want to do like skyscraper outreach, for example, like to clean up your pages and like remove the ads. And then once you're done, just like turn them back on and then monetize that page. Uh, it works quite well. So one thing that people have asked me about is private ad sales as well. Like, oh, is it worth selling private ad, etc.? Personally, I don't think it is. The reason why is because it kind of like takes away from the main advantage of ads that I mentioned earlier, which is you have nothing to do. If you start doing private ad sales, unless people pay you a lot of money that like, you know, sponsored posts. And like you charge like 500 bucks for it or something, then I don't think it's worth it. You might as well just run funnels. So we used to sell ads and it was shit, to be honest. Don't do it. <laughs> it was good to like make some money from like unused sidebar space, I would say, you know, like to combine it with the other networks. But that, you know, it's really if you want to maximize it. And honestly, it was people running the worst diet offers and so on. It was really chipping the site a lot. We even got complaints from readers from really bad offers that were running. Yeah, I think so. that's the thing with these bigger networks is there there's a bit of a sort of quality police aspect. So these big networks like Medium and Adstrive, they really focus on like mommy bloggers and so on. But what it means is like everything that they promote is kind of like family friendly, you know? And so as a result, it's, it's you know, you're not too ashamed of anything you're going to see on your site, which it's like when you have a lot of traffic, it does count. People will comment and talk about your advertising and it will affect Things like your ability to acquire links, for example. So, so it's quite important to think about it. So in terms of like when people should start using ads, because I guess like the last thing I want is uh, someone with like a thousand visitors a month listening to this podcast and like starting to put ads on their site. You're not going to make a lot of money. Like as I said, like you're going to make 10 bucks at the end. Like the best networks will not even let you in anyway. So don't bother 
until you have, I mean, I put 25K, but actually I want to change to even 50K. I would say below 50,000 visitors. And unless you really need to make money, then I would say don't bother. After that, yeah, I mean, like 50 times 12, yeah, it's not too bad, you know, you're going to make a little bit under a thousand bucks per month from ads, provided you have like a B2C large, like um, kind of like broad spectrum website, it can grow nicely, especially if you actually build content for ads. So like for us, like, you know, sites that use Pinterest, for example, that get a lot of traffic from there are great to meditate with that, for example. Like you can create like content that's extremely viral and shareable on Pinterest and then it gets a lot of traffic and then that traffic is monetized quite nicely with these ad networks. And the thing is like these articles, when they get on Pinterest and they get really popular, they actually get a bunch of links as well. So it kind of like helps your domain rating. You can play with internal linking to push, say, affiliate articles from there, et cetera. So it works quite well that way. So I would say, yeah, minimum 50,000 per month before you even bother about that. If not, just create content that gets you there. Anything that people will share or something like that. Uh, as I said, Mediaven, that's right. They have WordPress plugins. So it's, it's pretty easy to install. They will even do it for you, really. There's kind of an onboarding. They screen you. And that's what I said. Like, if you don't have unique content, if you don't have like a, a pretty good site, they won't let you in. That's kind of like where Ezric came in. Otherwise, Mediavine and AdStrive are pretty much better in every aspect. But once they let you in, they actually like properly onboard you and make sure you're set up properly, which is kind of nice. That's basically the only way I would implement that, really. So this used to be a much more complex process when you were sort of doing it all yourself and testing things. But now it's basically use one of these companies. They'll do it all for you. It's like they just prioritize it. It's very small. Um, and, and to be honest, it's just not worth your time to manage ads unless you have like so much traffic. It is just not worth it. It's much better. You make much more money and then you can do other things. You can focus on getting traffic by doing that. And you can run ads as a way to monetize your informational content when you are not promoting it for links anymore. And ads can exist on your affiliate pages. I mean, obviously it depends. I would say on your low end affiliate pages, like on pages that uh, don't have super high RPM on affiliate stuff, then they, they will most of the time end up making more money than just having no ads and just having the affiliate stuff, basically. So, yeah, that's basically it. That was a really short podcast episode, I guess. But I think it is, like, pretty actionable stuff that you can apply to your site. So I hope you enjoyed it. And I guess we'll see you next week. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Authority Hacker Podcast. If you enjoyed this show, don't forget to rate us on iTunes and send us a screenshot on authorityhacker.com slash bonus to claim your free premium Authority Hacker training.